The miracle worker, the one that does not break promises. Lift up your voice to him and cry, Lord, I am before you this morning. Speak to me. Talk to me, Lord God. Send your word to me. My own personal word. My personal word, Lord. Send to me this morning, Lord God. The personal word for me, for my family. Father, send this morning the word that you have prepared for me. That which you want me to know. That which you want me to hear. That which will be a blessing to my life. Send your personal message to me today. My own personal message. Lord God, you are the miracle worker. You are the promise keeper. Oh Lord God, I cry to you this morning. Speak to my heart. Help me to hear you. Help me to hear you clearly, Lord God, this morning. Thank you, mighty God. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Um, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We read a passage just now that showed a man that walked all, a group of people that walked all through the night. And at the end of the day, they had nothing to show for it. It's not only coming to church that is important, but being there to receive a blessing. Lift up your voice to the Lord. Father, whatever may be in my life that will make me leave this place empty-handed, my Father, my God, remove completely. Have mercy on me. Don't let me go away empty-handed in the name of Jesus. Help me that today I will not go away empty. Lift up your voice to the Lord. Lift up your voice to the Lord. Lift up your voice to the Lord. Father, help me that I will not go away empty. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, Jesus. That today, Lord God, when you are distributing blessings, when you are giving healing, when you are lifting people, don't let me be left behind. Whatever weight is in my life that will drag me down today, Lord God, cut away, Lord God. Remove completely, O oh Lord. Father, help me that I will not go away empty. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and cry to the Lord. Cry to the Lord God. Lift up your voice and cry to the Lord. Father, Lord God Almighty, help me that I will not leave this place empty-handed. That this week I will not leave empty-handed. That in everything I do, I will not go empty-handed. Help me, mighty Savior. Help me, Jehovah God. Help me, Lord God Almighty. Help me, O Father. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, send your word and heal us. Deliver us from every one of our troubles. In the name of Jesus.
Send us your instructions. Lord God, help us today. Don't let us live empty-handed. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today we're going to um, continue the message that we started last week. Uh, today will be part two of that message. Who can remind me of the title of the message? Huh? I can't hear you. Permanent victory. And the, message, the title comes from the fact that all through three and a half years that Peter was with Jesus, he was living victoriously. He was, every day was a victory for him. Before he came to Jesus, he fished and he caught nothing. And Jesus said, follow me. For those three and a half years, it was victory every day. But after Jesus left, after Jesus died and rose from the dead, the Bible told us he got into the boat again and went fishing. And the old failure, the old failure, the old spirit of non-achievement, the spirit of fishing and not getting anything, living empty-handed, it came back. My prayer for you is that your victory will be permanent and the failures of your past will no longer overrule your present in the mighty name of Jesus. So last week we looked at um, uh, a number of uh, uh, issues. We said Peter relied on his experience as a fisherman. We said it's not by experience alone that a man succeeds. You will succeed not because of your experience, not because of your knowledge, not because of your ability, not because of your degrees. It's not by power, but by might, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. We said also that um, when uh, Peter had the first failure, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But after Jesus left, instead of becoming a fisher of men, Peter went back to become a fisher of fish again. And because that was not what God purposed for his life, he failed at it again. I pray that failure will be a thing of the past in your life. He was to fish for souls, but he went back to fish for food. You will succeed when you do that which God will bless. That is not just doing something, no? If God says you do, you do something, you, God will help you to succeed in it. The day you decide... That no, 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 no. I'm not doing, I'm not doing what God wants me. I'm going to do another thing. Failure will begin to rain like a, like a storm. The reason Peter failed was because he did not, was not doing what God called him to do. Are you doing what God has called you to do? The Bible says those who live according to the flesh. They set their minds to the things of the flesh. The thing immediately, Peter had this downtime. The thing that occurred to him was fishing, which was a thing of the flesh. When you set your minds 
on the mind, on the things of the flesh, it will always bring failure, poverty, struggle, lack, sickness, and it will bring death. The Bible says in Romans 8, 8, Romans 8, 8, note that passage. Those who live in the flesh, that all about their life is you no know, things of the flesh. You no know, talking, gisting, you no. Know. That is all that you live for. You say you can never please God. Now tell me where the blessings are going to come from. You have to tune your mind to the things of God. Your mind has to be on the things that matter to heaven. A lot of us, a lot of the things that matter to us, they don't matter to God. But we spend our time, our energy, and our resources on them anyway. And uh, we said that uh, God expects you to get closer to him. After spending time with Jesus for three and a half years, God expected Peter to get closer, to follow him, to serve him, to worship him, and tell others about his kingdom. And we looked at a situation that, you know, the Bible says that if a spirit goes out of a man, finds no place to rest, nothing exists in a vacuum. We go and bring seven other spirits more wicked than himself, you know. And we pray that that will not be our portion. In the name of Jesus. To have permanent victory. Fill yourself continually with the word of God. With the word of life. Find yourself in the midst of those who will challenge your faith. And help you become a better and a stronger Christian. Not your you know, gossip partners. You know what is happening in every family. You are a danger to yourself. And you are a danger to humanity. You know every single thing that is happening in every single family. You should be afraid of, for yourself. You know, if you fail to fill yourself with the word of God and you remain in the same circle of gossipers and doubters, that breakthrough you thought you had, it will soon go away. You, we looked at the list of the people, that was where we ended last week. We looked at the list of the people that the Bible told us were with Peter. And the Bible gave us that in the book of uh, John, chapter 21, in verse 2. Thomas, the, the doubter, the one that said, until I put my hand in the, where they nailed him, I won't believe he resurrected. Nathaniel of Cana of Galilee, who said, we told him, we have found the Messiah. He said, no, can anything good come out of Nazareth? The sons of Zebedee, those ones who are so focused on being the leaders, whether they qualify for it or not. Those were the people in whose group Peter was. How will he not begin to think of fishing? You know, how will he not begin to think of fishing? Romans chapter 14 in verse 17 says, The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking alone, but in righteousness, in peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You have to turn your mind to the things of God. Spend your mind time reading the Bible. Drop the phone. You've done enough negative telephone evangelism. It's enough. For once, pick up your Bible. For once, for a change in your life, pick up your Bible. Read it. God will speak to you. Ah. So today, what we want to look at is the right side. 
the Bible says that Jesus asked them in John chapter 21 in verse 5, children, do you have any food? They said no. And he said, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast their net on the right side and they were not able to draw it because of the multitude of fish because they, you watch, they needed was, it was at that same spot they were. It, what they needed was instruction. What they needed was instruction to know where to cut their net when but when they gave them that instruction, despite the fact that they were on the return journey, they had left the deep sea. They were on the return journey. They were close to the shore. Despite that, the Bible said that they, they caught so much fish that they were not able to draw it because of the multitude of the fish. I want you to know, firstly, there's always a right side that leads to success. Only you need to know. There's always a right side. It is not how much you struggle. It's not how much you know. No. Maybe you, you, you struggle a little less and concentrate on God a little more. It's not how much you struggle. It's not how much you know. You only need directions. When Jesus directed the disciples... They had a successful catch. Isaiah chapter 45. In verse 2 says, in verse 3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. They are already there. Something is covering them. You cannot see. I will give you the treasure. It's not that I will begin to manufacture treasures for you. No, 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 no. They are already there. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 in verse 3, 2 Peter chapter 1 in verse 3, the Bible says he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. They are already there. You don't have to struggle the kind of struggle, you know. 2 Peter 1, 3. You don't have to struggle the kind of struggle, you know, that we struggle. He has given us everything pertaining to life and to godliness. Beloved, I will give you, Isaiah 45, 3, I will give you the treasures of darkness, hidden riches of secret places. They are there already. Do you know, this story is so astounding. So, so astounding. You know, they went far into the sea to fish. They were now coming back. It was then they saw Jesus at the shore. According to the scriptures, there were about 200 cubits. That's about 200 yards. A cubit is, is the length of a man's arm like this from the elbow. And this is about a yard. There are about 200 yards. Look at 200 yards. There are about 200 yards from the shore. It was such a close distance that Jesus was talking to them at the shore and they were hearing in the boat and they were replying him, and he was talking to them again, and they were replying him. They were so close. All of you have been to the beach before. Two, you know, 200 yards from, from the beach, you know what it's like. How can a multitude of fish be under that boat 
And they threw the net once. And they caught a multitude of fish that the net began to break. I mean, the net, they couldn't draw the thing in. They caught a multitude of fish. You need to know where the blessing is. Cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast their net. And they were not able to draw it because of the multitude of the fish. So there's always a right side that leads to success. The second point is that the right side has nothing to do with distance or effort. Like I explained, they're about 200 yards from, this, from, the, from the beach. And yet, 200 yards. Yet, it was broad daylight. It was morning. They were able to see each other. By that time, no fish would be sitting near the beach. A lot of them in one spot. But when God says, decrease a thing, it has to be established. Jesus said, throw your net on the right side and you will catch some. And automatically, they have to catch some. You see, when Jesus issued the decree, everything that is needed to make it happen will have to happen. Everything that is needed will have to make it happen. The fish, the sea, the wind, every element of creation, including the net, everything we have to work together for it to happen. If God is going to bless you, every element of creation will work together to make your blessing come. Every element, every creation of God, even those that hated you, they will walk in your, they will think they are working against you, but at the end of the day, they will work for your favor. David, uh, Joseph said in Genesis chapter 50, in verse 20, Genesis 50 verse 20, he said, you thought you were doing me evil, but you didn't know you were doing me good. He said, you, Genesis 50 verse 20, he said, you thought you were doing me evil, you know, and then you, you didn't know you were doing me good. You know, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring about as it is this day to save many. God had a grand plan. God always have a grand plan. And we think we are everything in that plan. So we act as if we own the world. We act as if we own everybody. We act as if we control the everything. You don't know we are just a minuscule dot in the overall plan of God. And when we think we are doing evil, you don't know that God is actually using you to fulfill his purpose. So, people say, there's no business in Delaware. Let me relocate to Texas. Do you know how many times I've heard that? I've seen people relocate from Delaware. They get to the same Texas. They fail. They say, okay, let me relocate back to Nigeria. People are relocating to Nigeria. They go, they fail, then they relocate back to Delaware again. And then to Missouri. <laughs> Look, it is not where you are. In this place, this same set of Niger some Nigerians, God is blessing them. God is increasing them. You only need to serve the purpose of God. When you don't serve the purpose of God, when you are anti-purpose of God, you will never succeed. 
Never. You only need to be sure that you are serving the purpose of God and all will be well. All will be well. Beloved, there's always a right side. Always a right side. It's not where you are. These guys were 200 feet, 200 yards rather, from the, from, from, from the beach, from the shore. They were so close, they could hear what Jesus was saying. You don't have to relocate to anywhere to be blessed. You can be in the midst of, the, of, of a river and still go thirsty. You need to ask God, my brother, my sister, that venture you are getting into, that plan you have, that thing you want to do, tell me, what did Jesus tell you about it really? And what did you tell yourself? Because I know how many times I've had, uh, <laughs> I've had people, you know, God told me. And the moment you say, it's God will tell me, he's lying. I say, hey, he told you. Okay. Well, no. Because this God is one God, right? So if he tells you one thing, he cannot tell me a different thing about that same thing. Somebody must be lying somewhere. God told me. On the last day, God will get judgment to judge. God, he will get work to do. When Jesus gave the instruction, every element of creation worked together. This is why you need to listen to what God says. Why you need to consciously ask God about everything you are embarking on. You need to ask. You need to listen to what God says, not what you feel. Emotions come, emotions go. But what God says is permanent. God does not work by emotions. Does not relate to our emotions at all. You can cry from now till the end of today. If you don't, he said, call on me and I will answer you. You are just crying. He will just be looking at you. He will just be looking at you. You have to ask, Father, which is the right side in this matter? This matter, this matter on the ground. God, what one is the right side? Don't ever assume you know. In Proverbs chapter 14 in verse 12, Proverbs 14 in verse 12, and Proverbs 16 in verse 25, Proverbs 14, 12, Proverbs 16, 25, God said the same thing. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is death. The end of that way is death. That way you are taking. Is God, is God the one that told you is greatly God. How do you know it's God? That's another topic. How to hear God. I wish I would. But one thing inkling I can give you is this. Anything. God cannot tell you something that is contrary to his word. Mm -mm. For example, if anybody advised you that God told me that you should divorce your wife. That person is a liar. Because God said in his word, I hate divorce. So if somebody says, if you come for marriage counseling and they say, oh, 
these things divorce your wife or divorce your husband. You should know from there and then that is a prophet, a, a false prophet. You should know. Because that will be contrary to his word. God is not a talkative. Psalm 62 verse 11 says, God has spoken once, twice have had him. You know. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge. Ask, tell him. You don't know the way forward. Ask him. Tell him to reveal to you the secret of where the fish is located. The secret of where the blessing is located. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Remember that passage. Deuteronomy 29, 29. He says the secret things belong to God. The secret things, they belong to God. The things that we don't know, the hidden riches, the secret places, you know, they belong to God. But then he decides to reveal some things. The things that he reveals are for our benefit and for our children's benefit. That's what he's saying. The secret things belong to God, but those things which are revealed, they belong to us. Contrasting with Isaiah chapter 45 verse 3. I will give you the treasures of darkness. He didn't reach in secret places. So until he reveals it, they belong to him. They are there. They are not yet to be manufactured. They are already there waiting to be exploited. The secret things belong to God. But the things that are revealed, they belong to us and to our children. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 22, that's an easy passage to remember too. Daniel 2, 2, 2. Daniel 2, 22. The Bible says, he, 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 uh, uh, what does it say? He reveals the deep and the secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. Light is in him. He controls times and seasons. You need to ask God. And how can you ask God? How can you know? We said last week, get close to God. The Bible says you have to acquaint yourself with God. What do they call acquaint? Acquaintance. Acquaintance. What's an acquaintance? A friend or somebody that you know, somebody that you are familiar with. You have to acquaint yourself. You have to get close to him. Have you had a passage that they say, you shall decree a thing and it will be established unto you. If you have ever had it as a child of God, raise up your hand. Anybody. You've had anybody say, thou shalt decree a thing. Wave, raise your hand. I want to see how many people have ever had it from anybody. Okay. Have you ever heard of a passage that says, uh, when there is casting down, you will say, exaltation shall come. How many people have had it? Raise your hand, raise your hand. You know where it starts? Let's go to Job chapter 22. The book of Job chapter 22, verse 21. The book of Job chapter 22, verse 21. Job 22, 21. Job 22, 21. I want us to read this passage carefully. The Bible says, let's even read it together. Okay? You can open your Bible or read the one on the board. Now, acquaint yourself with him, and you will be at peace. 
thereby, what? Good will come to you. What is acquaint? Get familiar. Get close. Let him know you. Let it be paddy paddy. When I woke up this morning, I said, God, good morning, sir. How are you, sir? Honestly, that's how I pray. Good morning, sir. Lord Jesus, good morning. Holy Spirit, good morning. Let it be paddy paddy, you know, paddy paddy. Let's go back. Acquaint yourself with him, thereby what will come to you. Good, we come to you. Next verse. We are reading a few verses. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. Don't just receive it. Put it there. Let it continue to be a reminder. You want to let the word of God speak to you. Receive instruction. Receive, throw your net to the right side from him. Not from your friend. Receive instruction from him and lay his word in your heart. Acquaint yourself, get familiar, and good will come. Receive instruction. Now let's, let's put this thing on the board. Let's, let's look at it. Receive instruction from his mouth. Next verse. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tents. Next verse. Then, so when you say then, anytime you use the English word then, it is because some preceding things have been said. Am I correct? So if you acquaint yourself and you receive instruction, then you will lay your gold in the dust. Next verse. Then, yes, the Almighty Himself will be your gold and will be your precious silver. Next. For then, because you swore this in your heart, because you receive instruction, because you are familiar to Him, your delight will be in the things of God. Not in. Don't let anybody know I tell you. Don't let anybody know I tell you. It, then you will have your delight in the Almighty. And you lift up your face to God. Next verse. You, then you will make your prayer to him. And he will do what? He will hear you. And you will pay your vows. Next verse. You will also declare a thing and it will be established unto you. Have you heard that before? It started with acquaint. Get familiar. Lay his word in your heart. You know, receive instruction. You will declare a thing and it will be established to you. So light will shine on your way. Next verse. When they cast you down, when there is casting down, you will say, exaltation will come. This is where it all starts. Get familiar, get close. 
Get close to God. These things don't just happen. Distance yourself from some people. They are poison to you. They will poison your life, poison your faith, poison your presence. They will poison your future. There is no evil friendship that is worth it. None. When they cast you down, you will say, exhortation has come. These are familiar things that we know, but it starts with acquaint yourself with him. Spend time to read to, to, to dwell in this passage. Proverbs 22, 21 to 29. Beloved, it is when you do these things that you will find the right side to cast your net. It is then that we will be able to catch a multitude of fish. Is that a blessing will not be a struggle for you? It's only then. It's only then. And as we round up, as we round up today, I repeat that it's not how much a man struggles. It is how much he follows the blueprint of God for his life. How much he follows God's instructions. How much is does the will of God? You know, the Bible now says in Genesis, in, the, in that passage, John 21, verse 9, you see, they, they told them to cast the nets. They cast the nets, okay? They drew the fish. Now, <laughs> when they now got to the shore, John 21, verse 9, when they got there, the Bible tells us that the first thing they saw was that there was a coal of fire that was already there. There was a fire of coals that was already there. And fish, fish that they have been looking for was already on the fire. You will prosper, you will be, you, you will be fed not by only the work of your hands. The fish, they had gone all night and they caught nothing was already on the coal of fire. It was already there waiting. Jesus knows these things. The Bible tells us in the book of Luke, the book of Luke, chapter, no, no the book of Mark, chapter 6 in verse 7, when you pray, don't use vain repetitions. He says, your father, in verse 8, your father knows the things that you need before you ask them. In Luke chapter 12, in verse 29, do not seek what you should eat, what you should drink, or at Luke, 20, Luke chapter 12, verse 29. Don't seek what you are eating. Don't seek what you're wearing. Don't seek for all these things. Don't be anxious about anything, anything, anything. Don't be anxious. For all these things, other people, is what is their problem? That is what they are thinking about. That's their worry. How shall we survive till tomorrow? How shall forsake the kingdom of God and his righteousness? And all these things will be added to you. He says in verse 30, he says, Your father knows, he knows that you need these things. We carry a huge mortgage on this big property. We carry a huge mortgage. But even when churches were closing down, 
I, I, I just need to tell you, I, I don't have one single worry. I do not have one single worry. I have never ever told anybody here that this is the redeemed Christian church of Agbam. It is what? The redeemed Christian church of God. If he can't pay the mortgage of his church, bye-bye. But God proved himself. During the times of COVID, this church received more resources than all the months, month by month, and for more than a year before COVID, to the glory of his name. If he can't pay the, the resources of his church, then he can't save my life. But he paid, he did everything. I did not have one single worry. It's the church of God. Nothing is, nothing is going to move the church. Nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious. Don't worry about what's going to happen. What, what are we going to eat? What he says in Psalm 84 verse 11, 84 verse 11, he says, our God is a son and a shield. He will give grace. He will give glory. Nothing good will he withhold from everybody that walks uprightly. Nothing good. So all you need to do is to ensure you walk uprightly. And nothing good will be withheld from you. I am confident of that. I am confident of that. You may not be confident of yourself. Nothing good will he withhold from everyone that walks uprightly. In Isaiah chapter 65 in verse 4, he even said, before you begin to call, I am going to answer. Isaiah chapter 65 in verse 24. Before you begin to come, I will answer. Before they begin to speak, I will do it. This is the word of God. Don't worry. God is able to take care of you, take care of your children to the third and fourth generation. Don't worry. Don't struggle. All you need to do, get close. Get familiar. Let him know you. Do his will. Let go of your will. Let go. Let go of your own will. We know you can do your will. But let go of it. And pick on the will of the master. Let it be him that is directing you. Not your heart. Not your wife. Not your husband. Let it be him that is the one directing you. The one that is leading you. And when you say you hear from God, let it truly be God that is speaking. My time is up. Let's rise up on our feet. <laughs> Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your
can happen. All doors can be opened. All blessings can come. Lift up your voice to the Lord and cry to God. Father, help me. Draw me closer to yourself. Pull me close. Don't let go of me. Pull me close. Speak to me. Help me to hear you. Help me to hear you. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, Lord God. Help me, God. Draw me. Pull me close to yourself. Pull me close. Draw me close to you. Help me to know your way, the way that I should go. Help me to know your way. Lead me, O oh Lord. Lead me, Lord God, in the path that I should take. Lead me, Jehovah God. Help me, O oh Lord. Lord Jesus, help me. Lord Jesus, help me, O oh Lord. Father in heaven, help me, God. Help me, Lord God. Help me to know you. Help me to know your way. Reveal to me the secret things. In the name of Jesus. Speak to my heart. Help me to hear you. Help me to know you. Help me to love you more. To serve you more. To dwell more. In your presence. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to pray. Say, Father, bring an end to the struggles of my life and make my victory permanent. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Father, Lord God, bring an end to the struggles of my life. In the name of Jesus, Almighty God, help me that I will not struggle in vain again. 
that I will not walk in vain, that I will not struggle in vain, that I will not go away empty-handed. Help me, O Lord. Help me, Lord God. Bring an end to all the struggles, all the struggles of my life, of my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And finally, I want you to pray. Father, open my eyes. Open my ears. Divine instruction sent to me in the name of Jesus. Reveal to me, Lord God. Divine direction. Lord God, reveal to me. Lord, help me, O Lord. Lord God, help me, my Father. Lord God, help me, O Lord. Divine direction. Divine instruction. Lord God, reveal to me, Lord God. Open my eyes. Open my ears. Lord God, help me to hear you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We know you have sent your word. Please let this word profit us in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh Lord God, that in our lives, O oh Lord God, you will lead us to the place of blessing, the place of healing, the place of deliverance, the place of prosperity. In the name of Jesus, send your word. Lord God, the word, O oh Lord God, that we are heard today, I pray will not stand against any of us. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, we ask, O oh Lord, even as we have heard, O oh Lord, we pray, help us to be doers of the word and not hearers alone. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Glory be to your wonderful name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.